Yo, what's up? It's OG Willikers. Raw Raw Room Radio. Episode 49. Hey. Today we got the beat maker, the DJ, the MC, the party maker, DJ D, now to be known as... Wong Shu. Yeah, Wong Shu music in the house. Before he starts telling his story, we're gonna play some of his music. You know how it goes in the Raw Raw Room. They know I want it, I know they want it, what they want. 
Yo, what up? This is DJ D from Santa Fe. Um, I'm originally from Las Cruces, New Mexico, but uh, I got deep roots here in Santa Fe. Been doing music a long time, so hopefully we get to talk about all that today. Yeah, welcome, man. Good to see you. Glad you, uh, what was yesterday, I just posted on Facebook, yeah. I, need, I need new people for my podcast, and you uh, you chimed in, and I was like, all right, cool. Can you meet tomorrow? Yeah, well, that's the thing <laughs> about like, Facebook, yeah, man. It's it's instantaneous, so once I saw it, I was like, yeah, I got to I gotta get on, you know what I mean? It's handy. I, I, I love that. Sometimes Facebook will uh, really be useful like that, you know, just, yeah. just quick. Uh, every time I need something for my podcast, yeah, that's all I do. Just bloop, and then oh, cool. That's kind of how I, I got am like for... several episodes planned with a bunch of people from that one post. Yeah, I bet. And I saw a lot of people on there too. I was like, oh, that that's a heavy lineup. I was like, oh, this season's gonna be a tight season. <laughs> and by season, I mean yeah. like I'm gonna do a batch. There's no, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what season number it is. Right, right, right. I saw my Facebook today that three years ago I put out episode five. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now this is episode 49. All right. That's what's so up. See, and some of the ones it, I've, yeah. I've heard, I, I go like already, like ably free, like you were saying. I was like, man, talented artist already. So. Some really cool people have come yeah. through. And it's not just hip hop. I love hip hop. And that's the primary, and that's why primarily it's about hip hop. Right, right. But, but it's, you know, I've had rock bands, punk bands, metal bands, songwriters, photographers, yeah. painters. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm open. I have violinists. Uh, you know, yeah, I've, 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 I've had a super talented mesh of people so yeah the art yeah it's fun the to keep it coming streets. yeah and so it's good to have you um i've had a few djs but you're not just uh you're not just a dj and, and i don't say yeah. just like <laughs> but you're not only a dj you're, yeah not only yeah. a dj i mean music production has been around uh at least in my life for God, almost 20 years. I'm going to say 20 years. I started because I had a drum set in my house. Grew up with, my dad was a drummer. Um, my uncle's a guitar player. And uh, it's kind of funny, my uncle lives across the street. So when he told oh. me, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Nice. But uh, he's been playing in Santa Fe for a long time. So when I grew up, I had a drum set. Once I was big enough to actually play it, I got the drumsticks. Got shown a little bit. Got a book, How to Play Drums learned how to play drums, read the book, learned how to play drums from a book. So then, you know, you start off playing, and then next thing you know, my, my uncle's in the studio recording a CD. Um, and I was probably in 10th grade at that point, and he said, you know, I need your drums on this CD. And I said, all right. Um, he was primarily a flamenco guitarist, so I was like, all right, you know, I could do that. We'll, we'll find something to go together. And me playing drums, him playing flamenco guitar, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, we got we got something. And that was the the first time I got in a studio was here in actually in Santa Fe at uh, I think it was called like Sunrise Studios. Alberto Alcocer was the the studio yeah, owner. Yeah, yeah, sunny sunny days, is, sunny yeah. Time. That's that's probably Some, what it's something. I can't remember, man, but I had that dude's yeah. business card when yeah, I was a man. teenager. He, he's I like, good. I want to record with. He's this good. Guy. Yeah, he's had people there, so I was like, oh man, all right. So we got in there. He's got a nice studio, great sound. He's a great keyboard player so i was like all right so you get a taste for it and you say you know what i don't want to just play drums in my garage anymore i want to be in a studio i want to be on stage so by senior year had a little garage band a little punk band and we're going around town playing you know this gig and that gig car wash then we got a big gig it was on the last week of school man we we're gonna play 
major gig at some some place in uh, in Rio Rancho. All the big bands of the area were gonna be there. And Friday, I decided to ditch the last day of school. Ended up getting arrested and was in jail. Missed the gigs. So. Oh man! <laughs> Did your band? Uh, get someone else or yeah they they're... they found another drummer from another band but they're like yeah I just didn't mesh you know and it, I go yeah I know what you mean man you know we play together and then two days before we gotta go find another drummer so that's that yeah that lasted another another six months and you know how it is with a band man it's five dudes with uh aspirations of living life and becoming men um and hook up with girls all the time so it's hard to get them all in a garage to make music so oh yeah that's hard yeah so that lasted a little while but um after that i um i got this little four track tape recorder which you know is crazy to even think about now you know what i mean but i had a, a right there yeah yeah exactly that's like how something i like started that. yep you're just going like man uh, i have four tracks i got four tracks and uh, now I'm all by myself. I know how to play bass a little bit. I know how to play guitar a little bit, but I know how to play drums. So I could go, boom, I lay down a drum track, do drums and, and guitar, and then it's like, okay, well, do I do I become like, you know, do I do my own lyrics? Do I become a, a lyricist now? You know, do I write my own songs? And, you know, all of a sudden I'm here, I'm like listening to guys like dr dre and eminem at that time um and thinking like man you know i i think i can do that too you know what i mean i like doing it just on my own i didn't really think like like at that point i was like i'm gonna become a drummer you know not a not a music producer necessarily not a dj not a rapper but i was like oh let's just do this let's mess around and see what happens so i started getting into it and the same thing it's like i got that itch of like wanting to create music all the time and then you know being high all the time doesn't hurt when you're trying to make music so it does add so so i was I, like yeah oh man i remember that when i was in my first yeah one the first band i was in when i had i was in a few but the first time i discovered like smoking weed and playing music right right and i was the only one in my group band it was a three three of us it was in this room actually uh years i was like 17 and same thing like i discovered smoking weed and playing music and the other guys hadn't yet and yeah. i was like i remember telling them like guys <laughs> you gotta try this it's like s music's so cool yeah. you, like you just like connect man yeah. like on this level you never connect like, yeah. just, i'm just like you know discovering weed yeah <laughs> so uh, in a way i feel kind of i oh, no, i don't feel bad but i was definitely the one that like got the them. first one influencing them yeah talk yeah. to them and getting high and then we were all smoking weed before the practice yeah like, yeah man our ba our music changed like crazy right. <laughs> it got like a lot better though yeah. like like it was cool so i bet man you know, <laughs> you know and then a lot of times it's funny because you're you're smoking and playing and you're like man have we been playing music for like nine hours straight you're just like yeah i think we have it's just one of those days you and have nothing to do and as a kid as like a high school kid that's fine, shit. You don't have anything else going on sometimes in your life. You think you don't have real responsibilities usually. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I was like, same thing. Like, you know, I got a rock band. I was on house arrest. So all I could do was be home and play drums. So I go, all right, let's let's do this. And, you know, it lasted a long time. But again, the, the band didn't last very long. Um, but I was still there. And I still had all these, you know, 
guitars and bass and drums in my house and mics. And I was like, oh, I got to do something. So um, saved up my money, got Pro Tools, and uh, eventually, you know, started really going from a, an 8-track to, I think at that point, I could get like 32 tracks on Pro Tools at that Pro Tools. Um, so all of a sudden my world just changed right there. You know what I mean? Now it's digital. Now I could go back and edit stuff and boom, right there. I go to college and meet some other people. And I went to, to Highlands in Vegas mm. and then realized my roommates are into making music and stuff. So all of a sudden, woo, now I kind of got a group going, you know what I mean? So now I got some other dudes that are into making music. Um, a roommate of my mine, he had... I don't know if he had a label or he had the name Curbside. So we started going by Curbside, Curbside Records, whatever. Um, and for the next, like, two years in Vegas, we, we recorded music, demos, you know, little little um, mixtape stuff. And I had a little cheesy keyboard, a little Casio that I think we got at a, at a garage sale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm making beats off that, and I'm going, you know, let's just try it. You know what I mean? And And back then, the thing is that... Again, as an 18-year-old kid, you're in college, and I think your mentality is very different from a grown man, you know what I mean? So at that time, I think the the lyrics and the the songs were a little bit more gangster rap. And you're going, yeah, that's kind of what I grew up on was, you know, listening to gangster rap. And so a lot of your your emulations and your, your ideas are kind of like of what you hear and what you like. So... We're like, all right, we're college kids. We're not on the streets, but we could definitely make whatever music we want. And I, I think about that. Those times, it was a lot of uh, going to class, getting off, and uh, and then partying the rest of the week. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go to school, but it, it was more like a it's a party school for for a little town. And we're just gonna we're gonna be in college, but we're really just gonna party and make music all the time. Mm. So. It was kind of one of those lives that was just like, man, I'm so lucky to, to be here. And so it started like that. And then, uh, you know, we, we after, I think, two years, we kind of all split up, went our own ways. Everyone kind of does their own thing around the state. Um, some of them went to Cruces, uh, Los Alamos. Uh, I somehow found myself here. And at the end, I was going, you know, at the end of two years, I was going, you know what? I, I like college but you know what i just want to write music all day that's just that's just straight up how i was thinking is like i don't want to be a a poli sci major anymore (laughs) i want to be a i want to be a music maker i want to make music i want to write songs that and that's all i did uh even that last semester i was going god i did not go to many classes (laughs) i went to many days of uh taking mushrooms and writing songs (laughs) So you put out a lot of music in your in your career. Yeah. In your, in your... Yeah, and that was just the beginning, you know. That was at that time that was 2005 by the by the time that ended. Mm, okay. Um so we had a lot of stuff, but at that point, you know, it's not like today. Um back then, you know, you make a CD, you print them out, you get a label and then we were me and my little cousin, we were hitting the mall in Albuquerque, going into the mall and being like, "Hey, check out our CD and and it's crazy to even think about doing that these days, you know what I mean? So we were walking the mall, getting kicked out by security all the time, like, hey, you guys can't be selling CDs and, and stuff in the mall and, and just meet people. You know, we're just trying to, you know, again, at that point, I'm like 19, 20 years old. I'm just trying to 
do my thing, make my way and doing your to... footwork. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> Even now when I throw shows, like I yeah. used to print flyers, go to all the bulletin boards, right, town, right. put them up, yeah. go like hang out at the parks, yeah. whatever, go up to people physically be like, yo, Hey, you want a flyer? Yo, check out, this. Right. check out, you know, and that was like the hustle back in the day. Yeah. And, and, um, I got to say, I don't really miss it. I never really liked doing right. it. I did it because you had to. Yeah, was yeah. was part of the job, but I didn't. I hated it, to be honest. Well, yeah, like, nobody. Oh, I got to like, go up to some stranger. They don't want your piece of paper. Right, right. Like, I, I hate yeah. being handed flyers. Right, so, right, right. Like, but you got to if, yeah. you, if you're on that hustle. So Who's this guy handing me a flyer? He looks like a hoodlum. He looks like he might rob me if I take his flyer or something. So you're like, no, I don't want to take it. But that's how it was back in the day. And, yeah, a lot of times it'd be like, I'd rather be in the studio making music or yep. I'd rather be doing something else. Oh, you, you, why make all this music if no one's going to hear it kind of deal is is your business mindset. But again, at that point, you know, if you're like 20 years old and you don't have like a heavy work ethic, which admitting, you know, I, I didn't, I definitely didn't at that point. And so I was good at making music. I wasn't good at making business decisions for myself. So that's, that's the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. And for anyone listening to this, if you are in that area right now where you're a youngster coming up trying to make music, you have time, but it's you might as well start now. You know what I mean? You might as well start the business side of it now if if that's what you really want, you know, because yeah. um, I think for a lot of people, uh, they might not really want that. I think a lot of people, a lot of musicians and, and going through it, I'm sure you've seen the same thing where you're working with people and you can tell who really wants it and who just wants to kind of party and, and make beats on the side. You know what I mean? Well, that's one thing I learned. The older I get, the less and less that is a problem because right. the ones that are like, you know, I'm in my 30s now. So yeah. the if you're in your 30s and you and now you have life response, you got right. kids or mortgage or serious job or yeah. whatever the hell um, – and you're still making music, that means you yeah. really want it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but like the ones back in the day, like old bands I was in, like, yeah. I, you know, I was serious, but the other people were just playing and they, yeah. you know, and I'm like, no, this is like for life, guys. And then yeah. they're like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> like, no, this is just, it's just like something we do this weekend. Yeah. This yeah. Year. And I'm just like, no, man, like, this is like, for me, it's always been like music for me is like for life. Like, I just, yeah. I'm not like, oh, if I don't pop this year, I'm quitting. Like, I'm, I just do this, if, right? You know, and it's just what I do. It's just become part of my who I am. So right. I'm sure I'd love to make a career, make money, all that shit. But that'd be yeah. awesome. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> but um, that that's not the reason why I do it, and I'm gonna right. do it no matter what. Yeah, I think it's so. the the love of the music goes beyond. Because I go, you know what? Even if I didn't, I'd still want to be here. Even if I was filthy rich, would I go? Okay, well that's enough making music. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd say make no. More I, music. <laughs> I'd want to make more music. That's all I'd want to do. So that's that's why I go. You know, sometimes um, the business side can make you. Uh, it, it can give you what you need to do that. It could give you money. It can give you popularity. It could give you these things uh, that'll allow you to make more music and make better music. But at the same time, it's like art. It's not like art. It is art. It's it's one of those things where it's subjective, and 
certain people are going to say your art is good and certain people are going to say your art is not good. And right. so it's one of those things you, you might turn on the radio and go, how is all this music not my thing? But all these people are very rich and very famous and very popular and they have many things <laughs> and I do not have what they have. Um, but it, yeah. it's because music's an art and there's no right or wrong answer. But like I was saying before, if you are young and you're coming up, um, think about what you really want. Find out what you really want right away. And if it's to become famous and rich with the music, then you better start working on the business side. If it's just to make the art, then make your art and focus on the art. Because uh, <laughs> definitely mu music can leave you broke and alone <laughs> at times. <laughs> you can be.
going back, I guess, to, uh, to 2005, I ended up here after school. I, I said, all right, I'm not going back to college after my second year. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna move to Santa Fe and, and I'm going to make music in a garage, which is very cold in the winter time, and right. very, very hot in the summertime. And as long as we have each other, we'll make it. As long as we have someone to sell us weed, we'll make it, you know? <laughs> So that was kind of the thing, smoking weed and, and making uh, music. But after a while, you go, you know what? Um, yeah, I, I'm not thriving. I'm not making it. I'm not. It's it's not just jumping off. And especially Santa Fe, New Mexico, you're going, wow. Um, it's hard for a 21-year-old kid or a 20-year-old kid to um, become a famous rapper in this town uh, when you're not even legal to get into the bars. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? So... I found a school in Arizona, um, the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences, mm -hmm. and I decided to go. Um, we went out there, checked it out. It's a cool school. Thought maybe I could make something of myself by going. Um, and it's an engineering school for, for audio engineers. So I went out there in 2006 um, by myself, didn't know anybody, Didn't had never really been to that area of, of Arizona, or at least to that area of Phoenix. Um, but I was like, let's do it. So I went by myself and, you know, got a place, uh, started going to school and realized it was like the best idea I ever had as, as a person to, to say, yes, go back to school, go, go to the school that you need to go to. And this is one of the best schools uh, in the country for audio engineering. Hell yeah. Um, so I used to fantasize about that school, like looking up online, their website. Yeah. See, Seeing all the cool stuff they teach you and everything. It's yeah, like, man. Oh, and man. there is a lot oh, of people no. that go through there. There's a lot of the instructors are world class. A lot of people that have done a lot of stuff in that school. And they have stories, man, of working with the Eagles and and Michael Jackson and, and artists that you would be like, damn, I, I didn't think I'd ever get there. How could I ever get to that level? And then... You start to see, wow, this guy, this guy actually worked with this guy. You know, he was actually an engineer for Death Row or whatever. Man, if he can do it, I could probably do it because he's teaching me how to do shit. Yeah, you just got to be in the right place with the right people and be willing to work. So yeah, I mean, and it, it was one of those things where you're going, you know what? Uh, your your last school was a party school. This is not a party school. <laughs> you you may like to party, but this is not one of those situations. So. Um, the school's open 24-7, so all day, all night, there's people in studios. And there's people from all over the country, just like you, that are making music and want to make music. And you're just like, all right, let's do this. So started going to school, um, graduated, and later that year got out. And um, luckily, I had been kind of going in and out of um, a studio here in town called Stepbridge Studios. So when I came back, I talked to the owner. I said, I need to do my internship. Can I work at your studio? He said, yeah. Is that when Edgar owned it or was it before? Yeah, you? it was Edgar. And you know what? Um, to shout be out to Edgar. I yeah. used to work for him. I used to yeah. work at Stepbridge. Yes, yeah. shout out to Edgar. He taught me so much. Yeah. He he had just bought it, I think, too. He had mm. just acquired it. He had another studio downtown. The Rancho Digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first studio I worked at. And then yeah. I worked for him long enough where he liked me enough to... 
yeah. bring me over to the big spot. Yeah, yeah. man, that that cool. place was that place was awesome. Cause I mean, number one, if you are just going in there to to produce and record, which which I did with um with my homie Disciple, the Truth. He was a a, a rap artist for a long time. And that was one of those places like, oh, let's go to the studio. You're going to a, a pro studio now. And and a year later, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm working there at Rancho Digital. And then Edgar acquires. All this, all this foam is from there. Oh, is it? Because oh, yeah. I, I remember that place uh, was there for a while. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I guess they shut their doors or whatever. But you moved it out. Yeah, did they move the all, everything from Rancho over to Stepbridge? Is that well? What he was? had Rancho and Stepbridge, and then he like didn't have Stepbridge. He was selling it, or or for some reason he didn't have it anymore, and he was only at Rancho. Oh, okay. And then he changed Rancho's name to Stepbridge. Oh, okay. So Stepbridge moved, but then he moved back to the original. It was kind oh, of confusing. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it was a little bit of both. But uh, well, yeah, and that's for how anyone... I ended up upgrading. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we're closing this one, but I guess you still work for me, so we're going to the big studio. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and for anyone who is in Santa Fe, I mean, if you want to uh, go to a, a studio that has some history behind it, I mean, Stepbridge definitely. Well, it's no longer Stepbridge. Called... Oh, did they change it to something else? It's Edgar sold it, and now it's uh, Kitchen Sink Studio. Oh, okay. Well, the building has deep history. But Edgar history. still works there. Oh, <laughs> he still rents the small studio. Oh, okay. That's as far as I know, I haven't talked him. to him in a little while. I should hit yeah, him up, yeah, yeah. We got to get him on the phone right now. We got to call him <laughs> mid-show. Hey, Edgar. Edgar, we're doing a podcast. We need to. We need to know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I'm in so, a session. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I I ended up with Edgar, and uh, I was in between both at that time. Uh, he had both, so we could do either or um and it was kind of one of those things you get to meet local musicians and he'd bring in some big names at at that time and and right around that time the movies were kind of moving in a little bit so a lot of uh studios were being used for the adr and for commercials stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so it was just beginning around that time um i ended up working there but you know, wasn't making a lot of money and ended up moving to Albuquerque and working for this other studio in a music shop, uh, which was Lesman's uh, music shop. And they had a studio and stuff mm-hmm. engineered out of there for a while. Um, but I, I guess I don't know exactly what happened, but I guess being around DJ equipment all day. I was going, okay, that'd be cool. You know, there's DJs coming in and out of here. and So this is all the pre-DJD. This is, I mean, at this point, I'm still making music and I'm going by DJD. Oh, Um, you already have the name. Yeah, because, because, I mean, I had wanted to be a DJ since I was probably in like sixth grade, you know what I mean? Um, DJD is my initials, so it just kind of played out like, oh, if I was a DJ, I'd be DJD. Easy enough. Easy enough, right? So I was like, oh, okay, here we go. So at this point, I'm not really uh, spinning at parties or, you know, um, spinning for people that are paying me at all at this point i'm just making music and going under the moniker djd so 2008 comes around i'm in albuquerque i'm not doing much of anything uh you know anything good my music's kind of stagnant in a lot of ways i'm not making anything serious i'm not releasing anything serious I'm doing some gigs, I'm doing some producing, um, but most of everything uh, fa- kind of fl- falls flat. 
Um, so at that point, I, I go, you know what? Um, maybe I can make some money DJing. So that, that started on uh, with Craigslist at that point. I was doing Craigslist ads. Hey, if you need a DJ, call me up. People would call. Awesome. And you're thinking, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, how how do you do it? I definitely don't use Craigslist anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's not <laughs> your method Yeah, anymore. that's not the method well, anymore. Well, you built your contacts. You got your, yeah. your ways. You yeah, know? so you, everyone has a start. But, yeah, it started with, with Craigslist ads. And um, I remember, like, my first gig was doing a 20-year class reunion for, like, Monzano High School in Albuquerque. Um, and from there, you just you, you learn on the job, basically. You know what I mean? I had been doing sound backing for... At Lessman's, you know, setting up gigs for concerts and different things like that. So I was like, you know what? What if I just set up my own concert as as a DJ? And so 2008, 2009, you know, I'm doing that stuff and and DJing, you know, on small scale. I'm still just a, a normal guy trying to make it through the world in Albuquerque, and and it's a tough town sometimes, um, especially if you're you're trying to do something like follow your dreams as a musician you know it doesn't always work that way doesn't well, the always DJ scenes pretty thick out there too like yeah albuquerque yeah you know? and they're not just looking for uh anybody off the street to to dj you know at, at the clubs and stuff like that you know what i mean um you would think like oh let me just go to the casino and drop my card and they'll call me up and they'll hire me the next week you know it doesn't work like that um they got major acts kind of coming through some of their casinos now. So you got to be like related to the right guy. And you got to like know yeah. this person's. It's all. Yeah. Or you, you or have to have name recognition. The other went thing. Went to high school with so-and-so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a lot of times the local radio DJs have connections to different people and different. Uh, they, they got a lot of stroke and a lot of pool. So there's, there's a podcast I listen to called the Red and Green Report. Yeah. KOS, he's a producer, um, rapper, hip-hop fella out of Albuquerque. Oh, okay. And he interviews, uh, it's kind of like this podcast, but he interviews a lot of Albuquerque scene people. Right, and He's right. always interviewing, like, uh, like he had, like, Just Incredible. Right. And, like, you know, so, like, I've learned a lot from his podcast. Yeah. And that's oh, that's someone you'd they, want to uh, to DJ your party or DJ your club, you know what I mean? You'd, you'd want somebody that has some some name recognition and pool. Well, that's um, what they said on the, in the interview. Yeah. Uh, he was like, yo, the reason I got into radio is to give my name out. Right. So, <laughs> and when I heard it, even back in the day when that was happening, I was a kid listening. I did oh, just incredible. Oh, that's like, oh, right. oh, he's a, ra- that's a radio DJ. That dude's right. like badass, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so it like worked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Me, that, you know? I, and I think I'm that's, sure. that, that's how it is. You go, um, you know, now, now things are a little bit different, but back then, we had a couple radio stations that did hip hop, and I think there was one radio station. I don't even remember what the the station was, but I think on Friday nights to Saturday morning they do underground hip hop, and so we don't have a lot of exposure back in those days to to a lot of like our style music, what we want to listen to. But when we do listen, we have those big name DJs every week, and you go, okay, Justin Credibles. On the radio, he's in a club now. 
now now he's spinning of course people are going to want to go so being a dj that's just starting out um you'd kind of take whatever gig you can get and i i didn't take too many bad gigs um uh, unlike doing hip-hop music i i would take pretty much any gig and they'd be pretty bad gigs you know like we can talk about how many bad um promoters there are <laughs> throughout the state of new mexico and how how bad shows can be um and that's that's one of those things where you go would i rather dj and get paid and you know do that or would i again rather follow my dream of being a hip-hop artist go to a show in i don't know the south valley of albuquerque you're not going to get paid any money um you don't know who's going to be there you don't know what's there um but they'll give you 10 minutes 20 minutes to to rap and and play your own music, and maybe maybe there'll be a crowd there. You know, maybe, hopefully. I know those gigs, yeah. You know, so it's one of those things. So I kind of struggled back and forth doing, make, making DJing and everything else a little bit more of a priority because uh, rapping and making beats wasn't paying the bills at that point. Yeah, it's, it's respectable. And um, so, you know, we're working along those lines, I kind of... You know, I, I had some some other guys that I'd hang out with, um, one of them being my, my good friend, Kerry Lewis, at the time. Um, and in 2009, unfortunately, he died. And it kind of was one of those moments in your life where you go, you know, I don't know if any of this is working out for me. I don't know if the music is. I don't know if, like, living this lifestyle and partying like this is really working for me. He used to rap with a lot of the people i rap with now oh yeah. yeah yeah he used to rap with the oc guys yeah so i'm like oh you know it's one of those things where you go you know i don't know if uh if any of this is working so i got into uh contracting after that still would do music but wasn't chasing it like i was um and then i after a while you, you're making good money but truly wasn't happy you know what i mean no not not really happy not making music I'd rather make music and and I guess be broke than than be uh be in in some kind of steady money and and not be making music. So after a couple of years of of being in Albuquerque and and not really doing it, I kind of decided to move back. Um came back to Santa Fe, started working on an album again. Um came out and at that point I released it under the name Diego Diablo. Because I thought it might be a little bit more recognizable in the name, um, which we'll, we'll get into marketing uh, a little bit later on. But at that point, I, uh, I released a CD called um, Money Power Music in 2013. Thought it was good. Um, same thing. Tried to kind of ride the, ride the wave off an album, um, do shows, do gigs. Um, worked with a few different artists on it. A lot of the dudes from, uh, from Mike Feeder. Uh, we're on it. Um, and shout out to the guys in Mike Feeder because they're still doing their thing and still trying to, to finish our track with Ben. Ben, if you're listening to this, we need to finish our track already. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's one of those things. Um, we did that. Um, two years later, did another CD uh, under the name DJD, released it. Uh, and finally, at that point, I think, you know, the technology kind of started catching up with, with us, like, iTunes, being able to get your song on iTunes and YouTube and and Google and Amazon and all that stuff, right? So now it's kind of like, you know, when you release a CD, you're a little bit more exposed. 
I'm not at the mall anymore. I'm not I'm not hustling CDs like that. Um, and right around that time, I started uh, connecting with a lot of people. So I had the idea of coming up with a online radio station and just wanted to get, I guess, everybody in New Mexico who does hip hop music or at least, you know, like urban music or street music, just come to a place where you can listen to it. And I thought the idea of doing Radio 505 you know, get online, uh, try to connect with people that do music, and I created an online radio station. Um, so that lasted a little while. We definitely, at that point, I didn't have the resources to support myself, support a music career, and then also do a online radio station at that point. So within a year, it had fizzled out. Mm. But I had the idea of... That's why you got to have a podcast, man. You do yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, man, you know, if I would have just done a, a YouTube show or something, probably would have worked out a little bit better. I tried to do that down the road where we just do music videos of uh, local musicians and stuff. You used one of mine, didn't you? Maybe so. Or maybe not. Now, maybe now so. Which this, video like, did I you do? That, I'm trying to remember now, but I feel like somebody used my video in a video montage. Yeah, probably so, man. That, and I can't remember who did it anymore. It might be. It might, yeah, it might, might have been. It was my ordinary guy video, maybe. I was going to say, I've seen that. I've seen that a bunch of times. So, yeah, pre, it might have been. Man. I'll have to look it up after this, Shit. man. Because, yeah, <laughs> we, it, I tried to bring it back that way, and I was going, you know what? Same thing. I think people like that. I think people like the the music video aspect a little bit more than just a radio station um, because on, on the radio station, it wasn't like Spotify now where you could like click forward if you didn't like the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like a regular radio station. You just have to listen to what I'm playing at that point. Um, but yeah, so one of those things where, you know, it kind of um, helped support, I guess, my appetite for being involved in the music scene in New Mexico. One of those things where okay, if I can't um, if I can't make it out to all these gigs or all these shows, you know, maybe I could connect on a different level where everybody wants to have their music heard. Everyone wants to be exposed in some way, and in a lot of ways, I was kind of like, you know, there's not one place where I can go to listen to all these local musicians' music. You know, I'd I'd have to go search out one person at a time individually to hear somebody's music. So I go, you know what? It'd be nice to just go to one spot where I could listen to everyone's music. And that's kind of what I created. So I thought, you know, that's that's kind of a good idea. Now, I think since then, a lot of people have had kind of the same idea, made it an app and stuff, which I think is <laughs> much better idea, make an app out of it. Um, but that, you know, that lasted and that was one area where I thought, that's cool. You know, that's something I could do. And so I just kept plugging along DJing making beats, making music. Um, the one thing that I had never really gotten into, though, was sampling, which is, like, a huge part of hip-hop and, like, taking yeah. someone else's samples and kind of using them in your beats. I just thought, since I have the capability of making beats on my own, um, I just thought I had, you know, big head on me maybe, just like, oh, I'll just make my own beats. I will, I'll never sample somebody else's stuff. I was kind of like that, too, and a lot of that is for ownership issues as well yeah I yeah yeah to, to be like you know what sample i'll always own this song no one will ever be able to take that away from me um but i got a i got a i got a vinyl uh uh turntable from one of my cousins and it kind of gave me the itch to be like you know what 
let's start sampling some vinyl. You know, it's been my whole career just going like, nah, I'm not going to do that to like, you know what? I want to get into it. So I did one whole CD where I was like, every beat, every song is going to have vinyl samples and uh, got into that. Uh, I think it was 2017 and just made a, a whole uh, album out there. So if you're on Spotify, DJD, vinyl album, um, YouTube, all that. So it's it's out there. I remember when that dropped. Yeah. I, and I, uh, I, I don't usually... I guess promote it because the same reason because I don't own any of that shit. So a lot of that is like, you know, um, me doing the underground thing of making and recording and releasing a record without anyone's permission. If I do get sued, then it'll be because someone thinks I have money and um, hopefully I will by the time I get sued. So we'll mm. see what happens there. <laughs> but um, after it's that, man, it's just been, you know, same thing, making and recording original records.
that track right there that uh that we just listened to is just a, a beat that i made uh probably about three or four weeks ago it's got some piano hip-hop stuff um i'm actually planning to do my own track to it um for the most part i'm working on a lot of new beats right now that i want to you know give to other artists and other uh recording artists that they want to i mean i guess collab with me you know that's one area i think i've been lacking a little bit is the collaboration with other artists um out of my realm so this coming year not that i have a lot of new year's resolutions but uh i think that's one of them is working with more artists outside of my own uh, circle so um at this point um and i just kind of put this out yesterday um, I've realized that the, the name DJD isn't the most marketable or unique name out there. There's a lot of other artists that go by DJD and various um, variations of the name DJD. So I got my music on Spotify and, and iTunes and stuff like that, but I'm not even the only DJD out there. So a lot of times you go search for it. And it's not even me. <laughs> Somebody I've else. Had that. I've had someone like, oh, yo, I ch- checked out your album, bro. And then I'm like, that wasn't my album. Yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me at all. Um, I like, also, oh, thank God. Whoa, I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then I was thinking, well, you know, I, I used to go by Diego Diablo, too. Uh, my girlfriend did not like that name for some reason. But I was like, oh, well, that was my other rap name. And then so I started Googling that and doing Instagram searches. And there's some just disgusting people with that name, Diego Diablo, for some reason. (laughs) Don't Google Diego Diablo if you get a chance. Do not, especially on Instagram. But uh, so, uh, yeah, starting yesterday, I decided to change my music moniker to the name Wong Shu and Wong Shu Music. strictly for marketing uh reasons it's a name that is not uh it's not going to pop up as something else on google or spotify at least so um yeah starting yesterday i, I decided that's that's gonna that's gonna be something so um if so you, this is the who am i interviewing right now you're still d uh interviewing djd <laughs> but i'm going under wang shu now so at this point yeah i'm wang shu um and it's everything's switching over. So if you're looking for me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube, it's Wang Shu Music, or uh, I'm on Twitter at Wang underscore Shu, and um, all my stuff's gonna be there now. So all my all my socials, if you will. And uh, if you need music, yeah, it's time for a name change, new decade. So starting the new era. Um, if you on the Wang foot, yeah, exactly. It's gonna, right foot. It, it's the it's the Wong shoe, and I, I tell uh-huh. everyone right now if if loving me is Wong, will probably be the name of my next album. <laughs> that'll be the that'll oh, be the that'll man. yeah that'll be the the thing. So you're a shoe in. Yeah. So I um, yeah. If, I'm I'm trying to work with more artists. Like I was saying, you know, I I released an album got like six seven months ago. Um, it didn't really have too many um. Um, features on it except for my boy johnny walker um who came through with a hot track and um worked on it with him i have uh, some some girls singing on it um but other than that it's mostly just me doing the entire production um and if you're looking for this it's on spotify djd al guapo loco also on itunes google 
Amazon, anywhere you buy music. Um, but that was that was one CD I was really proud of that just released last year. Um, so it's still out there. If you'd like it, go check it out. Um, starting uh, starting next month, though, I'm going to drop my first beat tape um, exclusively with uh, with instrumentals. And um, we'll probably have played one of those tracks um, fr- from the new CD. It's uh, beats for uh, beats for listening. Uh, I'm sorry. Beats for watching the sunrise. That's the name of the album. So it's all kind of more lo-fi, mallow sh- stuff. You know, you're going to be able to kind of chill out. Dope. In the morning, you know. Oh my and, shit, I slept in. I, I guess I'll try to listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> shit. It's one of those things. Now, I say for people, there, there are two types of people. There are people that wake up in the morning and watch the sunrise, and then there are people that watch the sunrise and then go to sleep. So, that's true. It, 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 yeah, it, it's really up to you. And there, and that's uh, that's why I kind of thought, you know what, this could go either way. So it's a chill start or a nice way to wind down. Yeah, either or. But I was like, oh, okay, that's what I got into. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, sometimes I go and I listen to a beat and I'm going, man, I need to make something hard like this. I need I need to make a, a hard trap beat or something for the streets, something that, you know, that would the DMX would rock to or something. And then you get in the studio and you're kind of like, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit more chill today. I'm feeling just, you know, a little bit more mallow. I'm going to make something a little bit different. So many times that's happened to me. And so collectively, I made a few tracks, put them on an album, and now it'll be released on Spotify, iTunes, uh, everywhere all over the world. Under the moniker Wang Shu, Beats for Watching the Sunrise. So that'll be out next uh, next month. Dope. I just saw that on social media. Was that yesterday? Yeah, I probably I dropped that, that yesterday. I saw that, and I didn't think, until you just said it was you, I'm like, oh, oh crap, that's you? Yeah. <laughs> you probably had your name on it, and you said it, like, really obvious. Yeah. But I just, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm well, not all the way paying attention all the time when well, I'm well, at social media. <laughs> like I'm, I was saying, you know, the, the name DJD, um, I mean, it's not even very unique to the area. There, There's other DJs in town that go by a variation of that name, so... Uh, I'm going, you know, I got to find a way to stand out, at least, you know, marketing wise, music wise, I think I stand out anyways, you know, I think you could put on my CD and put on 10 other people, uh, 10 other CDs from musicians that are local, and you'd say, you know what, it's different from everyone else's, and I, I'm okay out. with that, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I, I think there's certain gonna... niches around here that you go... I don't want to sound like every other album. I don't want to sound like every other musician or artist out there. So Totally. Um, I mean, I hear that in local music from hip-hop to even, like, Spanish music. I mean, growing up out here, I'm sure you've seen a hundred bands downtown playing kind of the same Spanish songs every year, oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's 20 different uh, Spanish bands, but they all play the same songs. That's what... They get paid. That's what gets them paid. <laughs> That's what gets them paid, right? So I go, how how are you gonna have your own band and not play your own music? Um, is everyone sounds alike because they're playing literally the same songs? But at least with hip hop artists, we play different songs. But it's in a lot of in a lot of times, it's the same style or it's the same kind of message, just the same feel, it's the same vibe. So it's fun to change it up, huh? Yeah, I think it's fun to change yeah. it up. I think it's something different and um I agree, man. The art of just the beat tape is hard to do 
because that's you're basically saying now you're going to have to keep an audience's attention for 35, 50 minutes without saying one single word in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which can be hard to do. Um, it's hard to keep an audience's attention for 15 minutes. I'm going to experiment with that myself, actually. I have a project with Wolfman Jack um, coming out. Yeah. 2-2020, actually, is the release date. Oh, okay, date. okay. We're going to be performing at the Brew Tap Boom Bap, our monthly hip-hop. In, uh, in Santa Fe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one with the beat battle that yeah. you, you were at. Um, yeah, that's, that's a monthly event, and R- that's... Uh, that's our release party, and my re- and our record is um, all produced by me. So it's all my beats. Okay. Yeah. And so what I think I'm going to do is release on Spotify and everything right. as well, just the instrumental version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, so it's going to be, it's like, it's our record, our hip-hop MC record, but it's uh, it's also you, an OG Willikers beat tape kind of right, on, right, right. On, on the side. I'm just going to... Ch- think i haven't even 100 percent decided i'm gonna do that but that's kind of what i'm playing with in my head like, you know like, and just to some, try it out you know so, some of the best albums at least hip-hop wise uh do that um i think you could take the chronic 2001 uh instrumental version of that album and play it and listen oh, to yeah, it those, those are at a party sick. yeah that that's a great album um played I, at every party from like from like <laughs> from the time it, it came out so like maybe now it's a little less common but yeah but like, fuck, man, every fucking yeah. high school party, every yep. college party. Anyway, that that's a great album, and I think that's what you want. Is you don't want to just have another album. You want to have a great album that stands the test of time. And I was talking to my boy CJ the other day. Shout out to my boy CJ. Um, you know, he was saying, "When's the last time you know someone came out with an epic song that you know that lasted forever?" And it's going, you know, in hip hop. You know, it's hard, you know, and I think about that and I go, what what was the greatest hip hop rap song of the last 10 years? You know, what's what's our rap song that's going to go like, oh, in 50 years, they'll still be playing that. Like some of these, you know, classic rock songs or some of these other pop songs, a Michael Jackson song. You know, there's some Michael Jackson songs that they'll just play forever, you know. Yeah, well, music's more disposable now. So much more of it coming out, so it's hard to keep up. It is, yeah. yeah. And so, even yeah. some of the guys that I like nowadays, I go back and forth with them because I listen to one song, I listen to one album, and I go, man, that dude's dope. He came out with some sick songs. Next album he comes out with, I go, man, that sounds like every other album that's out there right now. What happened? You know? I, I- I'll say it. I, I hate to hate, but uh, Chance the Rapper, man, he he, he had like the uh, acid rap was one of my like, right, maybe one of my all time favorite. Like, right, I right. Just, oh, I loved that record. So fun to listen to. And then the next one came out and it was like poppy radio shit. Right, right. And I was like, oh, I don't like. And you know, go ahead and disagree with me. I don't care. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you are right, the you, world. Yeah. Anyone listening, like, tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. That's my opinion. Right, but and uh, you can't you can't like argue. You I don't can't like Kanye argue. either. I said it. I don't like Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> he's another one. The, see, he's Beats one. Beats dope. Yeah, I mean, he's but the one. He says is just like. I, I come up fuck. and I listen to Kanye's first CD, and I go, "Oh man, that's the that's the album right there." And he he was yeah. a big inspiration for me too when I first came out, because I was going, "Wow, that makes a lot of sense." College dropout makes beats. Makes beats for Jay Z. He he's so good at making beats. Jay Z said, "Let's give him a whole album to, to do his thing." And over time, you go, ah, I guess I don't like his music so much anymore. 
And that that's kind of how music goes, though. And I think uh, you could say the same thing about maybe my music, because like I was telling you earlier, uh, when I first started out, I think the lyrics, the songs were more gangster rap. And now here I am, you know, years later doing a beat tape for watching the sunrise. So music's going to evolve no matter who you are. So yeah. if you've been following my career since 2003, 2004, you might be like, damn, DJD fell off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so again, I'll, I'll admit to that. I might go, I didn't, uh, I didn't fall off, but I definitely evolved. I definitely have, have changed as a person yeah, and a mu- musician. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm challenge not. Challenge yourself. Yeah, I'm not trying to prove anything, but at the same time, I'm trying to make something that I would listen to. And I would release and be proud of releasing. And I could go, you know what? I think anyone could listen to that CD uh, no matter who you are, whether you're someone that listens to hip hop uh, religiously and and likes beats just to to chill to and ride to. Or if you're someone that just listens to music in general and can appreciate a good production and a good song. So I think, again, I want to make something that, that lasts more than just this year. And more than just this decade so Hell hopefully yeah, hopefully i did that again it'll be out um next month wong Shu beats for watching the sunrise yeah man well you're good uh you know i love doing this podcast because i get to hear everybody's story and that's fun and you're a good yeah. storyteller so i appreciate oh thanks man well yeah I'm, I'm glad to have had the opportunity to come out today things work out sometimes you know what i mean i've been uh uh God, I mean, it's it's like you said, like probably about two years I've been seeing you drop the the name of the podcast and stuff. And I was going, oh, man, you know, I heard I heard a few and then I go, man, that'd be cool to be on it one day. And here we are. Yeah, no, it's dope. I'm glad. We and, had, and it we comes in wait. waves, you know, sometimes I, I'm, I, I'll, I'll, I'll book and tape like five or six of them. Boom, boom, boom. And then yeah. then like a few months go by. I won't do. In fact, this is the first one I've taped since like August or something. Yeah. Like that. Who uh, I know you said you got the the boom bap show coming up. Who else is gonna be on that card? On that one, well, we got one January twenty third. That's coming up sooner. Oh, and that's that, and that's Truth sixty six from Albuquerque. Oh, Dumb okay. Life, Kos, fucking both sick hip hop people. Yeah, um, love those dudes. And then uh, Nate Larson, who's fucking killer beat maker and MC out of um, Taos. And then. We got O Goody, who used to go by Rill. Oh, okay. Who was actually a big part of the OC. I've been yeah. rapping with that dude for years, but he took a little time to take care of other things in his life. Now he's, it's kind of his big return, so we're stoked. And who is my fourth act for this month? Uh, oh, Solar One, another Ooh. Albuquerque dude. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, and actually Dom Life. I told Dom Life, man, I got one one slot left. Um. Is there anybody you'd, you'd want to bring any of your? Cause he don't. He's been in the yeah. game and he's, he knows what's dope. So I just was like, yeah, I have to, cause I I had to drop the flyer that day. And right. I was like, crap, I could I could hunt some stuff down, but let's see if Dom Life what he got. And so right, he right. he set up Solar One. So I'm excited for that. We got Lick Smith Fly versus Sammy C on the beat battle. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see who takes the first champ championship yeah 20, sammy c man i hadn't heard some beats from sammy c in a while did and you battle night. him no or, no or i battled, I battled everybody else but him yeah uh, and he came out and i was going man you know what i think he had the the best beats that night um 
I think uh, I think everyone had some pretty good stuff, but I was going, man, I think he surprised me more than anybody else. I was like, damn, these are sick. And he was still, he, I had talked to him a little bit. He said he was working with uh, with uh, my homie Oliver Twist a little bit on those. And so I'm going to have to well, hit well, back, up Sammy Back C. in the day, Sammy C and OT, yeah, they had. Yeah. Forever they worked together. Yeah. See, and I have, uh, I have like one or two tracks H2O. with OT back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, it's funny how you cross paths with people. And like we were saying, we might have crossed paths and not even known it, you know, through the Radio 505 thing. That's so. why I'm thinking. I remember there were a couple radio yeah. stations like that. And yeah. I tried, people hit me up to submit. And I, I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but sure. And then. I'm almost sometimes positive. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Like, yeah. you know, just because I don't know if I had time. It wasn't yeah. like I didn't want to do it. It was just only so many I know hours what you in a day mean. kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Well, I dope, what man. Mean. Well, that's cool to hear you've been hustling all these years, doing all this stuff. It's like, I relate to a lot of what you do, you know, or have done. Yeah. Man. Like, I went to um, recording school in San Diego, a different school, but... Oh, you nice. know, I went like, like your path, like kind of reminds me of my path. Yeah. Well, ways. it's one of those things, man. Uh, like you were saying, we are a little bit older than some of the people coming in. And if we weren't still in love with making music, we wouldn't be here today at our age. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. We're here because we want to be here. We're, <laughs> we're, we're one of those people. I think like you were saying, you've been to a lot of those shows that, you know, you're like, man, there's no one in the audience. What am I doing here? <laughs> Man, Why am I, I rapping I, for I've no I've driven <laughs> four hours to a place for that. And it's, that's even more like, what the fuck? Do you, do you have a worst show story? I mean, the, no, because I've been playing shows since I was a teenager. Yeah. So uh, how could I begin with the yeah. worst show? <laughs> but, you know, I've had some bad things yeah. happen. I've been unplugged during my set. Yeah. Oh, uh, more God, than yeah. once. More than once. Oh, shit. Uh, I had a rock band. We were playing at the mall. The Violinda Mall or yeah, whatever, yeah. San Fe Place. Yeah, back in the day, and it was our last show, and we were rocking, and it was in front of the whole mall. There was like two hundred people there, biggest wow. show I'd ever done. Yeah, and they kept telling us to turn down. We were too loud. Right, right. And we were turning down and turning down. It was our last show, and we were playing. We, me and the bass player just looked at each other like, you know, fuck this. We just cranked it and just right. fucking rocked the last song, and they unplugged us. But, but it was. Uh, um, so it was a cool show too, but it was, right. was pretty bad. And I don't know, just driving hours and hours to a venue and nobody's there. That's, right. That's pretty weak. Um, I got punched in the face ten minutes before a show one time Ooh. outside the underground. <laughs> it was a Halloween. Halloween. I was dressed like Batman. Oh. And this like homeless dude, but like young, like kind of like the like <laughs> like a fighter. Like, yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like a frill homeless dude. It was like this mean like one. Like he'd like. Tattoos on his face and his oh, uh, like sleeves were ripped off. It was Bane. It was Bane. He, he's just trying to. The fuck homeless me. Bane punched you in the Pretty face. Pretty much, man. He got in my face. So, hey, Batman, want to fight? And I was like, what? Oh. And he just punches me in the face. Oh, dude. And uh, it was a Halloween show, so I, was, so I had to go, <laughs> run to the underground. Fucking, he ripped my cape. Like, it turned into a tussle. Like, I knocked him down and kicked him a few good times and then ran dude, off. Dude, everyone wants to challenge fucking Batman, dude. That's what I learned. My lesson, I always tell people, like, if you want to dress like Batman, be prepared to be treated like Batman. Yeah. And see, people don't like Batman. Nobody wants to fight <laughs> with Alfred. Yeah. You know, should have been Alfred. Uh, you should have been Alfred. That's what you need to do. But I straight up black eye. I had to fix my costume and then go perform at the underground. 
So that was yeah. I, that was cool too. I don't know, like worst show. It's hard to judge. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things uh, where you probably won't have. I've lost money throwing shows. Going. Those are the worst shows. Oh yeah, that's bad, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've well now I've actually never lost money on a show, but I've had experiences where it's not the turnout that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I had an experience in 2008, uh, Albuquerque. I think it was like Summerfest or Summer Jam or something. They still do it every year. Um, right on Civic Plaza. Um, go up. And I'm just actually, I'm just there to be like a hype man for my boy Pedro, who was a Spanish rapper at that time. So it's his gig. He just tells me, hey, will you be my hype man for the show for the gig i'm like hell yeah let's do this no it's like a concert like at four in the afternoon so there's it's more of a family crowd and i'm going okay let's do it go he picks me up uh they announce that we're there they basically announce us as we're pulling up so we're pulling up they announce us and we got to give the cd track to the engineer who's at the back of the audience so now the guy announces us, we got to run, physically run and hand the CD <laughs> to the guy. The audience is like, well, what's going on here? Why is this guy like running to give his CD? Okay, we run, run back and we're like, all right, let's you know, start the music. And for some reason, the music's not playing and we're just like, okay, we're taking more of the audience's time. They're, they're not happy with it. You could just tell, you get that feeling of like, oh, this is unprofessional. So for some reason, yeah, they announced us too early before we're even there. Um, finally, we we get going. We're in about two songs in, and uh, a homeless gentleman pulls up to the front row with his uh, shopping cart full of things, and he takes his shirt off, and the homeless gentleman begins to shower himself uh, in the front row with a bottle of water. While the show's going on, the people are watching. And he's Damn. he's not a handsome gentleman by any <laughs> sense of the word. So we're doing our set, and there is like a half-naked homeless man who's pretty dirty and hairy in the front row, just bathing, showering, having a good time. And and I was just I was like I had to stop a minute and be like in my head thinking, processing what's happening, and seeing like everyone in the audience can see this gentleman. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Cleaning man. up. <laughs> this is after. That's I some mean, downtown Albuquerque, though. For yeah, real. That's yeah. Straight up. Now like, I tried to pull it out. After that, I was just like, you know, you lose a little bit of your mojo. But we're going all right. Well, we'll just do what we can, you know. And we did. You do what you can. But again, I was just like, hey, it's one of those experiences that that might have been like, you know, some people might have gone home and been like, you know what, I'm never getting on stage again. I'm never gonna rap again. That's too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. Uh, it's, uh, I can't tell that story. I just want to, you know. So it's it's one of those things where you know, shit happens, especially to m- musicians. You know what I mean? So, uh, thank God we have the ability to do it though, because I'll tell you what. I know a lot of people that like hip hop music, love hip hop music, but don't have the ability to do what we do. So. I'd say I'd rather uh, have the talent than not. So, yeah, I I'll guess take so. it like that. Yeah, it's a good attitude. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, do you have any shout outs or any, anything? Anyone you wanna? Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out real quick. Uh, number one to my girl Camille. She's been singing uh, on a lot of albums. 
She's uh, she's solid. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Anderson. It was his birthday yesterday, um, hey. so we're gonna go watch some football later tonight. Um, talk about how our team just wasn't cutting the cheese or cutting the mustard this year. <laughs> cutting the cheese. <laughs> they weren't cutting the mustard this year. Um, Maybe they're cutting the cheese. They were cutting That's the, the cheese. That was the problem, man. <laughs> that was the problem. Um, shout out to all the dudes in uh, in Mike Feeder. Um, Nick and Ben, I know we got some stuff uh, we're going to have to work on. We want to do something coming up in the future. And again, if you're in Santa Fe, if you're anywhere in New Mexico and you need a pro DJ, hit me up. TNADJServices.com. TNADJServices.com. Hit me up. Say it one more time. TNADJServices.com. T-A-N-D-A. T-A-N-D-A. DJServices.com. That's right, Tanda. Yes, <laughs> Tanda DJ yeah. Services. Or or TandadJServices.com. TandadJServices.com, yeah, which I've had people call me up That's and be like, "That's actually hilarious." Hi, are you the owner of TandadJServices.com? Go, yes, I am. Nice to meet me. Are you just Thank like you. a tan dad smoking <laughs> yes, joints? Yes. I'm the tan dad smoking jays. And and you need a whole website for that kind of thing. So yeah, tan dad J services. Um, Hell yeah! But if you do need that DJ, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to the actual plug. <laughs> if you do need that DJ, like I said, I've I've DJed all over the state. Um, you know, it's always a good time. It's always a cool feeling to be like, you know what? Um, I get paid to go play music at parties. Um, and there was times in high school where it was like, hey, you guys can't be here. What the hell are you doing here? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so it's a lot better feeling nowadays. To be asked to do it. Yeah, to actually be like... asked and appreciated to show up to a party. Um, I'll do concerts too. Um, so if you guys need you know, DJ work for concerts and stuff like that, let me know. Um, but yeah, I'm always around. I'm usually pretty flexible on times. And if you're a recording artist yourself, up and coming or veteran, either one, if you need music that's original, hit me up. Um, like I said, on all my socials, you could get me at wongshumusic at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, um youtube and facebook uh at wong shu music so let me know man i'm i'm ready to work <laughs>